Hello, welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. I'm your host, Travis, a military veteran myself. And Oscar Mike Radio is about military stories, the veterans, and the people who serve and help us welcome. And I have a great guest as part of my Freedom Tour series, uh, veteran himself, talented man extraordinaire, Mr. Anderson. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Ah, Travis, it's a pleasure to be here, brother. It's a pleasure. We got connected through Danielle Rocco. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. A ball of energy she is. And oh my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, where's it come from? But she, I don't know. I'm always saying to her, Where are you today? It's like you're all over the world. <laughs> you gotta you gotta hold her down and it's hard, but she introduces us and we start talking about each other's story. And then, you know. I'm doing this freedom tour series. She's doing it with me. You know, she mm-hmm. has people on and then she tells me, Hey, Tom is coming out. And right around this time, you, you just dropped a book. You just finished some film work. So a lot of stuff to talk about, but before we do any of that, I kind of like to get the idea of what you did in the military because you yourself served. Yeah, I did. I did uh, 23 years between active duty and reserve time. I, uh, Went in in uh, 1970 uh, into the Army. It's back, they used to have a two-year enlistment, and you would go in for two years active, two years ready reserve, and then two years of inactive reserve. And I didn't do much on active duty. I was I started out as an infantry radio man and uh, trained for Vietnam, but never went. And I was stationed in brigade uh, headquarters down south south uh, georgia and we had um, when i got out uh, i went to a reserve unit that had uh, did the same job as in uh, communications and and i mean i really didn't find it exciting because i like to do stuff i like to be busy i don't like just sitting in an office and that seemed what they wanted me to do is to sit in the office and run a net you know it's like oh okay (laughs) <laughs> and, and an opportunity came up where uh, they had moved a uh, air cavalry unit into our community. They were doing some restructuring with the uh, Vietnam starting to pull troops out of there. And uh, a friend of mine who was a first sergeant in that reserve unit said, hey, you're interested in aviation. Why don't you, uh, why don't you transfer over here? And I did. And I went to uh, crew chief school. And became a crew chief on a on a Huey and a Kiowa Scout, and I did that for oh ten years in the Reserve uh, National Guard. And uh, did did you ever read the book called Chicken Hawk by Robert Mason about uh, the Huey in Vietnam? Yes, that was an yes, am- that, that that was you know I read that when I first got in the Marine Corps, and that's one of the most amazing books I've ever read. Yes. Yeah, there a couple of the Huey drivers wrote some really good books. Yeah, really good ones. And I got to actually, it came around. We did a, a documentary film which uh, showed at the GI Film Festival two years ago. I lost. We all lost a year because of COVID. Uh, Take me home, Huey, which I got to be a part of. I did uh, photography and I was a technical advisor on it. And. And we did a, about an hour and a half a documentary film, which won numerous awards, an Emmy, and, uh, and it was a great experience. 
And so I was able to utilize that experience in my first real venture into uh, uh, a big film production. Oh, awesome. And, and uh, but out of the, um, in, in the army, I got to a point where I, I was uh, 29 and a CO came and said, you know, you, your scores are all good enough. You should go to OCS. And this is your last time to apply because you can't go to OCS after age 30. And so I applied, I went and uh, it's about halfway through OCS because my plan was to come back, go to flight school. I broke my hand in OCS. And so I, I got, um, I was separated from OCS and, and they said it was uh, uh, without prejudice, I could come back and join the class where I had left, you know, once my hand was healed and everything. And an opportunity came up for me to transfer over to the Air Force and get into uh, crash rescue because of my civilian life, I was a firefighter medic. And uh, I was weighing it. Do I want to go back and, and be an infantry second lieutenant or do I want to do crash rescue with the Air Force? And, and I just said, nah, I went over to the Air Force and I finished out my time there. And, and I retired as a master sergeant and a, uh, a deputy fire chief with the Air Force. And, and that was my military career, pretty much. So you're doing all this in the military. Did, did you start getting into, I, I use media production because you have, you're an author, you're a filmmaker, right. all that. Was that, were you doing that in conjunction with your military career along with being, you know, your civilian life when you're in the reserves? Well, one of, one of the things I did is I, I was into photography and I started getting getting pretty good at it and whenever on all our deployments any place we would go to it always had a camera and I, I started developing a real eye for taking pictures and I started writing articles for uh, several um, several uh, journals uh, fire engineering I wrote one for firehouse I wrote one for uh, I can't remember if it was military.com or something like that but as I was getting into that you know people said why don't you write a book you've got a gift for writing and and all that. And, and I was kind of like, yeah, I, I will do that someday. And uh, it took me a little while to get around to the fact that let me write a book. And after we uh, were filming, I, I started writing a book, my first one, Haboob Wind, which became a bestseller on Amazon. I, um, it's when we were filming uh, Take Me Home Huey. And it kind of spurred my interest and I got, I had some feedback saying you should turn this book into a screenplay. And I got, I wrote it. I did the screenplay. I learned how to write screenplays. I got into making screenplays. I doing that. And out of that, uh, I was asked to be in a couple movies as uh, extra and then background. And before you know it, I had an agent and, and I started doing some more stuff on television. I was on, uh, I can always say that uh, I wasn't a Navy SEAL, but I was on SEAL team on TV <laughs> as a retired squid. <laughs> and uh, well, well, we'll hold that against you. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, so, and then I played uh, in uh, a part as a uh, colonel in the uh, Army Air Force in World War II. And a buddy of mine who was a major, uh, Huey driver, he says to me, he says, Oh, you finally made Colonel. And I said, Yeah, that's the only way it ever happened. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of how it happened. And then I just started getting more involved. I got involved with uh, 
uh, veterans in Hollywood, uh, veterans in media, media and entertainment. And it just kind of took off from there. And I started writing more. Uh, I uh, was asked, uh, my screenplay writing got better. I was asked to write this uh, screenplay about a, a Marine sniper coming home from Afghanistan with uh, PTSD. And uh, I, I wrote the screenplay for it. And then I, I uh, was an associate producer on the film and then I was in it also, but it went on to win a number of awards, best screenwriting, um, it's going to premiere, uh, this May at the GI film festival Nice, and it's called life after oblivion. I, I'm just really excited about it. But out of that, I, it, it just seemed to snowball and people say, well, how did you get into it? When did it start? And I'm not sure. It's like all of a sudden things just started rolling. And before I know it, I'm agreeing to say, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And, and then all of a sudden here I am and people are asking me for advice <laughs> and, <laughs> Now I'm a moderator on this, uh, this uh, the meeting we had today, uh, uh, veterans, military veterans and Hollywood professionals. Now I'm a moderator of the group. And uh, so I, I, one of the things I did in the military and in the civilian fire department, I was an instructor. And so I find that easy to teach people how to write, teach people how to do things and uh, kind of become a mentor to several people doing that who are military, uh, trying to trans transition into the entertainment world, either be writing or screenwriting or anything like that. So it's, uh, I, I wish I could put it down into a timetable, how things happen. Um, then before you like, know it. It sounds yeah. like you just kept saying yes and, and embracing the opportunity and, and doing it with every fiber of your being. And, magically you know now you're the man well the thing is, is yeah we we learned this in the military that you always move forward if you hit a setback you you go again you might go it at a different direction but you, you just don't give up and that was me i just didn't give up i wanted to learn and people knew that they could count on me to do it and uh, i got connected with a bunch of other great veterans who were in the entertainment business and uh, we all help one another. And before you know it, I, I'm, uh, I'm involved in things that I never ever thought I'd be involved with. And I really, and I really love uh, storytelling now. I mean, I can, I love writing stories. I just got called in to uh, help fix a script for a film that they want to go for financing to film this summer. Uh, it's called Tim Jar. It's about uh, some army uh, uh, special operations people that are in training uh, soldiers in another country and they're caught in the Civil War. So they got a hold of me and said, can you fix a script because we need it for financing? So I got it and I went in there and I started writing, rewriting it. And they was like, wow. And uh, I, I, like, I like to be able to have that skill and give back to other people that need help. Uh, awesome. these are veterans I was helping, you know, I'll always help another vet. You know, it's, it's, it's something we, we take care of one another. And, and I've always believed in, uh, never leave a fallen brother behind or sister. And, uh, through that, I become on the, I'm on the board of directors of the us for warriors foundation out of San Diego. Uh, we're one of the largest veterans, uh, nonprofits in San Diego and their number one veteran, uh, nonprofit down there. Uh, 
working with uh, the homeless vets, working with uh, active duty people, uh, young young enlisted people that don't have a lot of money, but things never change over the years. They can have three or four kids and be an E4, you know, right, right. <laughs> and th- some things never change. So I get a lot of gratification helping them, helping homeless vets. I mean, there's nothing like uh, helping somebody to overcome an obstacle because we won't turn our, we won't turn away from somebody who served. We just, we just won't do it. Right. At least I won't. And I don't think most of us won't. So you're doing all this and the lightest thing that came to mind when we, we talked was your book. You just, I just see it here on Amazon. It's 2 million steps, very interesting story. And it kind of ties in with the freedom tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there it is right there. I'm going to order it. Um, tell us about that story and then we'll go into how you're going to use that to support veterans. Well, I'm going to, um, how I came about it was about when I, when I first got started with inkling about writing, writing a book, this was actually going to be my first book. I went on a six week tour of the South in 2009 to go all the battle sites that this uh, unit, the 25th Wisconsin had gone through in the civil war because my great, great grandfather was a member of that, that unit. And it, being a sort of a military hysteria historian, I was, I was really interested in that. And as I got into it more, I realized how remarkable this unit was and the things that they had done in the war. And I, I, I did a lot of pictures. I did a lot of journaling. And then my question was, how was I going to write a book about it? I, I wrote one originally and I looked at it and I said, I just wrote a history book. I don't want to write a history book. And so what I did is I took my grandfather, great grandfather, and I used him as, as the key protagonist in the book. And I, I created a story around him to show the lives of uh, the soldiers of the period, which isn't too much different from today. And it followed him and his best friend throughout the war from the start of the war to the, to the surrender of, uh, of uh, the forces. He, he was actually at the last surrender of uh, General Johnston in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, so I, I, I wrote it on that and um, I, it became a real passion project for me. And, and it took longer than my other projects because I wanted to I wanted to make it a good story that people would read and uh, you know find out about the historical facts around it but then try to understand the, the guys that were involved in it yeah. and that that was my attempt and uh, I, I put in there that you know the stories around my grandfather I took creative license with because it's the only way I could do it to build a story and uh I'm really happy with it. I'm really excited. Um, it just came out in hardcover and paperback last week on Amazon. I think it's on um, barnesandnoble.com right now. It's going to be coming out shortly on Audible and also on Kindle. Um, it's um, a portion of the fu- the money I raised from the book I'm going to put towards the Freedom Tour. Yeah, that was and, really uh, that was that was really amazing how that came together. Um, you know, Danny was talking to me about this, and I started looking at what you were doing. And you know, you looked at what the Freedom Tour was about, and you decided to support that. And, I, and I'm curious because 
there, there's thousands of veterans organizations out there. You know, what was it about the Freedom Tour that, that drew you to it to support it in this way? Well, Chris is very compelling. Let's put it that way. I, I like Chris, Chris Turner, a Nashville, uh, yeah. Nashville star. And uh, I like I like him. I, li- I like the fact that he's no-nonsense Marine. I, I admire that. Uh, he's a normal person. You can sit down and talk to about this stuff. He battles with PTSD. I battle with the two from the fire department mainly. Other people do too. I've lost friends to... Uh, to PTSD and suicide, it's been one of my um, one of my driving forces to be part of this Us for Warriors and other things that I'm involved with, and writing this screenplay, Life After Oblivion, and to highlight uh, PTSD because a real dear friend of mine's son had had uh, been in the uh, infantry for around eight years and uh, committed suicide. And after that, I thought I have to do something rather than us talking about it and supporting you and say, I got your back and that I, I, I have to do something more than that. So we created a, a podcast called the Take It Back Network that runs out of uh, San Diego. And we deal with people who've recovered or changed their lives to adapt to these type of things. We've had some amazing people on. But plus, I wrote the screenplay because... I wanted to show what it's like for a person, what their internal struggle is, because nine times out of 10, whether you're a veteran, public safety officer or whatever, you hide that within you because you don't want to show that vulnerability to people. You know, we're, we're, we're professionals. We're told to, you don't have emotions. You can separate yourself from that. Well, we do in a really good, good facade, but that's it. And uh, my friend's son was one of that, one of those. And then I found out he was the, I believe, the 28th member of his unit that has committed suicide since they returned from the war. Mm. And, and that is like unacceptable. And after that, I had a couple, couple other people I knew who had, uh, I think part of it was because of the shutdown. Uh, vets had uh, committed suicide as well. Uh, one young young kid, he was only 24, 25, I knew, and, and uh, somebody who uh, I had served with. And it's like, we got to do something. We got we to take care of our, our brothers and sisters in, in all our different uniforms. Because uh, waiting for the government to do something is not going to happen. No. I mean, we, we know that. Uh, the, the greatest inaction in the world is the government saying oh form a committee on this and look into it and that and and that's where it goes so we have to do it ourselves chris brought this up and i said this is to me i want to be part of this i told danny i i I want to be part of this because it's it's um it's so impactful and we actually have a star who's a who is a veteran who's going to promote it and has the passion to promote it and uh when he said he was kicking it off in Nashville on the 30th, you should come here. I said, well, yeah, I'm coming. All right. And then he told me where, then he told me where he's having it at. And I know the guys that own the venue. That's right. I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there going like, no way. I said, this is meant to be, there's some things uh, we've talked about it 
uh, Danny and I have talked about it, others and I have, is God puts us together to perform a certain mission. And that's what all this is happening. Everything is getting put together uh, to, to make this happen. And that's what really makes me feel this is, this is really going to be big. And that's why whatever little bit I make off these books, I don't mind donating some to this if we can, if we can actually make this happen and get the word out. Well, it's going to be an amazing event. It, it, it's, it's a whole, and you said it right. It, it, there's a whole lot of people coming together seemingly by chance, but I don't think so to support this. And what this is, ladies and gentlemen, is it's going to be a series of concerts that are held at VFWs in Tennessee in 2020. And in conjunction with that, there's going to be this Crosswinds Foundation Warrior Hope curriculum to help people deal with PTSD. And so Chris, you know, I've talked to Chris, you talked to Chris Tom, and you're right. There's that, you know, it's very familiar that no nonsense, straight to the point Marine Corps attitude that, you know, he wants to do something impactful to help, you know, people affected by PTSD. And this is the way he's going to do it. So mm -hmm. I'm just happy to see all the support come around this event on the 30th at Bold Patriot in Nashville. Yes. Yes. I, I just, um, it's a, like I said, I was just talking to Danny about it. And uh, I mean, I just, I, I see the electricity around it and how things are, are going to, um, going to happen. It's, it's, I, I just know in my heart, something's going to come out of this, something good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, I, I just, the more I get into this, the more I see that people are willing to, you know, pull together and, and work together, great things can happen. And I'm looking forward to really reading 2 million steps. Um, how can people check out some of the other work that you've done? Uh, they can go to uh, amazon.com. Uh, they can either put in 2 million steps uh, and then just click on my, my name and they'll bring up my other, uh, my other materials that I have. I've got some other uh, materials in the work, but in the works, but it, it, it takes time to, to get through and write books and and go through the editing process and everything and and so I've got we've got these movie projects going. We're we're going to have links up after the GI Film Festival so they can see the film Life After Oblivion. And uh, I'm going to follow you right uh, now on Amazon. Yeah, and then uh, when that comes out, uh, should be a disclaimer to have Kleenex because. Uh, it, it's pretty powerful. It was powerful to us who made it. And again, everybody that came together to make this film, it was for a purpose. Everybody knew it was for a purpose. And, and people came out to offer their support to help us make the film. It was, uh, it was really amazing to see, to see what it happened and to know the power that we can create doing something grassroots. And, and doing it ourselves and just just telling uh, the government just stay out of the way let us let us take care of it if we need some assistance we'll let you know <laughs> you know we we've learned over the years through especially through the military if, if we don't have something we'll either make it yep or steal it <laughs> but no. we'll get it done uh, tactically acquired is how I tactically was tactically acquired. That's it. Tactically acquired. There you go. There you we go. all we all had somebody in our unit that was extremely skilled at that. 
Yep. Wasn't, 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 you know, wasn't thievery, it was appropriation. <laughs> That's um, right. You know, as you put together these, these teams, going back here a little bit, you know, you, you say you bring these people together to work and you've done this a while now. You've, you've had a lot of experience doing this. What's it like to you when you see people who are, you know, working together with you for the first time really click and, and buy into what the mission is and put their heart and soul into it? What's that mean to you to see them working that hard? It, it, it's really gratifying and it's gratifying for them too. Uh, I could, I've seen it through the Us for Warriors Foundation where uh, we have a bunch of young kids in the military, uh, Navy and Marine Corps that are part of our Corps of Volunteers who uh, some of them, you know, they're away from home. They have, uh, especially during the lockdown, they have nothing to do, you know, they, and we can find a veteran's house that needs to be fixed up or cleaned up and do a project around that. And we get these kids to volunteer who are Navy Seabees. They come in there and, and they help and they're excited to help because they know they're doing something and they're with younger and older vets. They're, you know, the, the community, everybody is uh, happy to see them. Uh, we do little things like, you know, we have shirts for the volunteers, which says the Us for Wires Foundation. And we just, we just are very people or, orientated for our uh, volunteers. And they're excited to be part of it. And we feed off their energy. We, we just... Uh, I love it. We, yeah, we do. It's, it's, it's really great because, you know, everybody's doing it for, uh, I hate to use the term, it for free, but they want to be part of a, they want to be part of it. They, they don't want to donate money. They want to donate time. They want to donate their resources, their skill. And uh, we have them help with stand downs when we do stand downs for the yeah. veterans and, and things like that. We have a food pantry. They help with that. Uh, it's, it's just very gratifying. And uh, we've grown. Uh, we're going to be starting our own, um, uh, our own uh, military uh, channel on uh, on YouTube and uh, and a podcast, and we're going to be doing outreach programs through our own studio. We have a studio now that we're we're finishing off in San Diego at our headquarters, where we can do productions and we can uh, bring people in from around the country to to give uh, you know classes or do interviews. Or we we want to bring everybody together to. Uh, to work together on these things. And, uh, I, you know, there's just a great satisfaction. And I know, you know, it. everybody else knows it, that when you're part of something that's, that you're making a difference, it's, it's more valuable than, than any kind of financial compensation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to be together on April yep. 30th in Nashville. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person, looking forward to starting your book, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, he is on Amazon. Look up uh, 2 Million Steps, follow it. You're going to see all the other works that he's done. And it's just an exciting way how you, you heard about this, you met Chris, you know Danny, and you're, you're able to be a part of this. And, and look what's happened. More people get to be involved. So it's just a really you know exciting story to tell. And I want to thank you for your time. Oh, thank you, Travis. It was an honor to be on your show today. And folks, you're going to be able to meet the man in person if you want to. Come the Bold Patriot.
in Nashville, Tennessee on April 30th at 6 p.m. for the Freedom Tour launch. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And Mr. Anderson, Tommy, thank you so much for coming on Oscar Mike Radio. And can't wait to meet you in person, sir. Oh, uh, same here. I can't. I hear nothing but good things about you. Oh, boy. (laughs) And and, uh, Danny told me you're driving because you got a car, so. Yep, yep. I, well, just, <laughs> no problem, no problem. Danny's very well informed. I'm absolutely awesome. So, um, okay, folks, as we say in Oscar Mike Radio, we are mission in flight.